This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're, we're live. Come out. <laughs> oh. Says off air, sorry. So, welcome everybody to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Of course, we're all still reacting from that finish to Monday Night Raw, where Samoa Joe came out, choked out Saw with that. the Coquina Clutch, Roman Reigns, and Braun Strowman Strange. stood victorious. What a shocking end to the last man standing match. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We're here to discuss Monday Night Raw for August 7th, 2017. Joining me as always, Mr. Matt Morgan and Mr. Raj Geary. Hell of a main event tonight in that last man standing match. A lot to talk about. Why am I talking like Howard Cosell? I have no idea. But uh, we're going to recap Raw. And and it was Samoa Joe and uh, Braun Strowman standing tall at the end. Yes, Braun Strowman. Pardon me. Yeah. Roman Reigns on the ground. Yeah. Hell of an ending. Uh, Matt, what'd you think of Raw tonight overall? That they that they've got these guys working each other too much. They got it's the old WWE formula. I know they're in an angle together, but like Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in the Last Man Standing match should not be thrown out on TV. Um, yeah. Especially when those two got to be married to each other. Like I think they're going to have to be um, going into SummerSlam and possibly post SummerSlam once Samoa Joe beats Brock Lesnar for the uh, Universal title, because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, let's hope that's the outcome. Yeah, it's just every week is kind of the same. Just some weeks you have better matches than the next. But, you know, once they go past a pay-per-view, it's kind of the same thing for the next four weeks until the next one. And I just felt like nothing happened tonight, but the main event was awesome. Um, And, and you know, Ambrose and Cesaro was awesome. But, you know, the, the show itself just felt... Uh, you know, it's like you're on a treadmill as far as uh, angles and storylines go. It's kind of just the same and that, thing. And that's hard to do when you have a hot crowd, too, by the way. That was a very hot crowd. Yeah. Toronto, I mean, uh, yeah. that that definitely helps a, a lot. Crowd. Yeah. 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 Crazy night tonight. So uh, let's start with the top of the show. The Miz out there with Maurice, Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas setting up Miz TV, calling out Jason Jordan. Instead, Kurt Angle comes out, interrupted by Brock Lesnar uh, with Paul Heyman. The Miz shushes uh, Paul Heyman there. And the segment ends with Brock taking out Miz and the Miz to Raj. Madge, think this was effective use of Brock tonight? You knew it right away. As soon as Brock got called out, I go, he's going to nuke everybody in that ring. All Miz and his stooges. Um. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do think it was effective use of Brock Lesnar. What else would you want him to do? Wrestle in a match? That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, maybe get a cool promo from him, but you can't always count on that, you know. Um, him stand there while Paul Heyman talks the whole time—that's boring. I'm so sick of that. Um, so I don't know, you know. Yeah. yeah, I thought for for what Lesnar does, like like what Matt says, he doesn't cut promos. Uh, I, I can't remember. I can't think of the last time Lesnar cut a promo. Was it with Heath Slater? When he I said, want to say Heath Slater, when which he was awesome. About his kids, which whatever. was awesome. Yeah, I mean it's great. I mean he doesn't have to say much to be effective. No. And when they do the backstage ones, I mean he is great. 
but for some reason he can't even say a couple of lines. But uh, yeah, I mean this this segment was cool. Uh, again, it didn't really advance the any storylines or anything, but it was something to do with Lesnar. It it was a hot crowd, and the you know it, yeah. it got the show off to a good start. So. Um, How it was weird seeing guy? Miz having no fear of Lesnar, though, you know, in the ring. Uh, yeah. Just like talking smack, like, you know, he was talking to Seth Rollins or something. I like that, though. I like that because yeah, no, Miz I, always being a chicken shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty good. And, and Miz telling Paul Heyman that, you know, my hand goes up. I, I thought that was, yeah. I thought Miz was just awesome here. Yep. That, that, that's a great up. That's what we talk about when I tell you guys it's up to the talent to step up with what's given to them. You know, you know, you could make chicken salad out of chicken crap. Um, I'm not saying he was given that, but it's an, it, it, what I'm saying is he took something and said to himself, I'm going to be, I'm going to look like a main eventer here tonight. I am not going to be the little cowardly Miz. I'm not going to do exactly what they have written for me. That, that's my opinion. Um, and he stepped up and he absolutely looked like a bona fide main eventer because of how he, he used Paul and Brock both. He used them both to get himself more over, in my opinion, as a uh, as a bigger star. Yeah, no, definitely. Except other they people, did, should, they did, other, other, other sorry, other people crap their pants in those situations. Yeah, except the Miztourage are looking more and more like uh, kind of where they were. Yes, you know, yes. before just so. dressed just dressed nicer. Yeah, I mean, at least they're getting TV time, but uh, I don't see them going far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so from that to Seth Rollins versus Sheamus, a rematch of last week. Uh, uh, yeah. Need any more be said. <laughs> so they did a roll-up here. They did a roll-up again later. Um, man, Rollins in, in these promos just comes across as just like a needy ex-girlfriend that's trying to get back together, you know, uh-huh. with, with their boyfriend. He's like, you know... I'm dating someone, woman. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, Jason Jordan versus Jean-Pierre Goulet. Who was that? Raj? Uh, we have it up here. Hold on one second. Not an NXT guy, was it? No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Uh, let's see here. Looked like Joey Legend's like kid. <laughs> yeah, Mark had it up. It is uh, Israeli wrestler Tomer Shalom. Who's that been is working. the most Israeli wrestler name on Tomar Earth. is. Yes, it is. I knew it, Tomar. Hey, yeah. and he had the, didn't he have the Star of David on the back of his he, like, singlet? He, he did, so that's, that was a giveaway. Bro, why would you not put the Canadian flag? Well, he was over either way, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. And, and Jason Jordan wasn't with this crowd. He I mean, they were, chanting, they were chanting, let's go jobber. <laughs> is that what they were saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Toronto, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You want to know something, though? I love I love watching Jason Jordan work. I, I don't care what anybody says. I like watching him wrestle. He's good. I just think he, they need to they need to turn him heel because the baby face thing isn't going to work. Will. I think he, he will. I think he even to. looked a little more heelish with the, with the crowd and his facials tonight. I thought so. You know, he's got these big puffy cheeks of his, his, his big doughy smile that just makes <laughs> you want to hate him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like in any other time, you'd be like, wow, what a great baby face. Good looking, handsome, in shape guy, great wrestler. He's got it all, you know? But it's like, no, not in 2017, 2018. Yeah. You know? And it looks like they named this guy after uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte and Rene Goulet, and they just combined those names. That's what I'm guessing. Do we really, are we really even saying? Oh, of course they did. 
<laughs> well, a lot of people don't remember Jean-Pierre Lafitte, so we gotta we gotta name drop him. I think that's the first time his name has come up on this podcast. It didn't it didn't it didn't come out of the boxo gimmicks. Uh, uh, a little uh, shout out there to uh, Bruce Pritchard show. Um, <laughs> it definitely didn't come out of that. Obviously, it was from those two guys. You know, it's not the creative team sat there. I was like, hmm, let's come up with a really good name for this guy come up with a list or something i'm surprised they came up with that how many of those guys do you think <laughs> watched wrestling back then you know that's sad <laughs> uh big news tonight bailey pulled from SummerSlam due to her separated shoulder so we were talking about okay. bailey's injury last week as being an angle but well, it's real matt go okay i said from day one this match will not happen i didn't know how it wouldn't happen but it would not happen and the right person would get the match and it's going to be sasha I feel like that was telegraphed tonight pretty heavily. Do you think you jinxed Bailey? Yeah, I do, and I I don't care. <laughs> I, I I think no, of course I care. I love Bailey, but um, I I just it's just not. It was too soon. You know what I mean? They needed to do something different with her, in my opinion. Get off TV for a little while. You think that's what um, it was, or you think she's legit injured? Oh no, I think she's legit okay, injured. Yeah. But I'm saying I think it was too 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 after she dropped the title. It was too soon for her. Yeah to be just thrusted right back in there again when you had a hot angle between two women's wrestlers that they've been waiting forever to get a hot angle for, for, mm. for the women's division. And they had one, and they just like, all right, cool, well, we'll we're just going to go back to Bailey again. No, you had a great one with Sasha. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Matt. When you're injured like Bailey is, do you collect full pay when you're on an injury? No, because you get, you get, a down, you get your downside guarantee, mm. which is generally 75 grand. Um, under a booking, what's called a booking contract, is you get first called, you first get called up from developmental, yeah. and um, everybody gets paid differently in developmental. I got paid pretty well in developmental, and then my booking contract was was pretty damn good as well. I got very very lucky, right place, right time. Honestly, not because I was good. Um, and it, long story short, the average one was seventy five thousand dollars, and it's a downside guarantee, meaning if you don't wrestle one date, they have to pay you seventy five thousand dollars. Gotcha. Um, and Bailey's is probably, you know, obviously more than that, uh, you would think. Uh, women's wrestlers? No, I don't think it's more than that. Um, I bet you hers isn't more than 60. You think it's? It's a women. It's a women. It's, it's absolutely. It's a women's wrestler. Are you shitting me? You think? You think she got paid more than than? Um, than Bo Dallas? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I would hope so. No, not Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas wouldn't make it either. But isn't 75? You just said 60. 75 is the minimum, right? The minimum downside that they offer average i think average. i think that's changed oh, okay um, well either way bottom line is you're guaranteed that money it is the yeah. question i was asked you're guaranteed that money regardless if you wrestle any dates or not they have to pay it out like when i got released they owed me a lot of money still and they cut a check for me to me yeah for the remainder of my contract but um you want to wrestle more and that's the way vince has always been he gives you opportunity so if you're if you were healthy and you're not hurt and you're wrestling all of these live events, you could really make some great money, which I'm sure she was. Yeah. Yeah. And she still gets her merch and everything, but um, so right. here it's saying Bailey's annual salary is 200 grand. The fuck it is. I will bet you my left nut. <laughs> all it's right. Not. I will. That's the stupidest. Charlotte Flair is 300. Alicia Fox is 90 grand. Dana Brooke is 90,500. Emma is 75,500. Nia Jax is 110. Paige is 86. Summer Rae is 120. 
Summer is clear in 120. Like a fact. Yeah. You're, you're saying a lot of misinformation right now. Yeah, right? This is for a site that gets shit right. This is 1,000% incorrect. This is, don't say don't say is. This is from Forbes. I promise you those are incorrect numbers. Forbes had, what was it? When I was in TNA once, they tried to guess the top 40 wrestlers or whatnot that were getting paid. And, I, and they used TNA and WWE guys. And I was one of the people listed. And I go, where the fuck's my money? I ain't on this. I ain't nowhere near on this list. I don't know where they're getting this number from. I'm sorry. Um, this is actually from Total Sp- Sportic, but uh, I promise you, this is incorrect. Especially two hundred thousand downside guarantee for. I I'm not saying downside. I think that might be her, her, what she's making with merch and everything. They have to calculate. The, how are they going to calculate that? They don't know the percentage that the wrestlers are getting for the for for, for no longer being on pay per view. How are they going to get that number? That's where we got the majority of our pay from was from pay-per-views. We yeah. get big paychecks based on where we wrestled on the card for pay-per-views. So now that the network is there, and that's one of the biggest uh, things that people have a problem with, is there is no black and white, this is what you get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, right? So th- there's, nobody knows this number, and that pisses me off that they put stupid stuff out like that. Let's see. All right, all right. It's, incredib- it's incredibly, um, what's the word? I don't even know what it is. It, it's, 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 it's. Unsafe, not unsafe. I don't know what the word is, but it bothers me because it, it, when you, very careless. Yeah. yeah, that's a great word. You know, Charlotte very well could be making three hundred because they, they like her a lot, and I don't care what anybody says. They do pay you more when they like you, and they think of you of a bigger star, which she is. But I'm telling you, the women do not get the treatment like you, like Bailey getting two hundred grand for yeah. her, no way. Okay, so this is again. This is what uh, this is Forbes Sports Money last year. Now, they said that the average uh, WWE star... Ross, I'm going to keep fighting. <laughs> keep talking. I'm going to keep burying you. All right, all right. Hey, but, Matt, you know, I was exposed the other night to something called Exposed. Pro Wrestling Secrets Revealed. And they contend that the majority of professional wrestling is fake. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. All right, so they're saying that the average star makes <laughs> 500000 a year in base pay before bonuses uh, for... One more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Say it again. The Sorry. average WWE star makes five... Now, this is counting Cena, Orton, Lesnar, so that's obviously going to skew the average, but makes five hundred right. grand a year in base pay before bonuses uh, for merch and pay-per-view. And Get the... F- I'm going to throw my phone <laughs> right now against the wall and shatter it in a million pieces. All this right. is this. Disgustingly incorrect. All right, but you got to. They're making. Let me let me be very 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 clear. Minus John Cena, Randy Orton, and the top 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 echelon Undertakers, guys like that, Brock Lesnar. I'm telling you right now, those guys are making less money than when we were making money. I promise you. Sure, but do you think the the top inflates that number a lot? Because here, okay, hold on, hold on. I see why you think that. Yes, but it, it, no. Because this is no. this is actually for 2016 or uh, 2015. So listen, hold on, hold on. So Cena was at Holy nine. Crap. Cena was at nine point five million. Lesnar was at six. Triple H two point eight. Randy Orton two point seven. Seth Rollins two point four. Roman Reigns two point one. Taker two point oh. Big Show one point five. Kane one point three. And Dean Ambrose one point one. So with those right there would skew you know the average right off the bat. The only millionaire in that entire list you said is John Cena, Undertaker. Who else? Brock Lesnar Orton, for sure. Triple H. Brock Lesnar. Triple H. That's it, bro. I'm telling you, we're talking seven hundred fifty thousand for those other names. Big Show. Big Show. Million. Yep. Big Show as well. Put him in there. I'm telling you right now, but but the the the, the Deans so and the Seths, no more than seven fifty. I'll bet my fucking life on it. 
even after merch and everything? I will give them a $450,000. Yes. I'll take that $300,000 on their merch. Yeah. All right. Well, we digress. There's no way they're making, <laughs> bro, they're, they're not, they're not making, they're not giving the guys more nowadays or giving them less. That's why people are so easily willing to walk away from it. That's why Cody Rhodes, and people need to wake up. When Cody Rhodes goes to New Japan and makes more money, what does that tell you? Yeah. Right. But Cody was way down on the card. What? Cody was very, okay, worst case scenario, he's average. Stardust? Worst case. Stardust was Stardust? a jobber. No, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, but Cody I'm saying Rhodes, as Stardust, what he was yeah. making at the he end there in WWE. You think that they, hang on, so you really think that that mid gimmick where they decided to take him from mask wearing Cody Rhodes, putting bags on people's heads and was over like Rover, I don't care what anybody says, he was. For working Rey Mysterio, one of the best matches on the Mania card that that year, was 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 very over, and they switched him to Stardust. Do you think they switched his contract around? It doesn't work that way. Yeah, he probably he probably uh, he no not not that he didn't switch his downside, but he probably wasn't making the same off of Merchant pay per view that he was before oh, when, he he was, when he was work, when he was when he was working WrestleMania against Rey Mysterio, and then when he's working the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, he, he's getting very different paydays. For 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 that, I'll say yes, you are correct. Yeah. But for us to say that Cody Rhodes is less than average is, is no, no. Is I'm not saying Cody Rhodes is less than average. I'm saying Stardust, his where he's paid. Yeah, the Stardust was a little flicker of shit at the end. Let's let's not over exaggerate here. That's not what he was known for. He was there for a long time and made good money. And my point is, he was at least average. And I I, I feel insulting saying that he was above average in my opinion. But we're saying pay wise, he's definitely at least average. And he, again, goes to New Jersey. There's more other people I can list, but nobody would go there. AJ thought about staying in New Japan versus going to yeah. the WWE. And AJ's, make, and AJ's getting paid right now. So, so um, Cody became Stardust in 2014. So he was that gimmick for at least a couple of years. Where Holy shit, dude. You, you really won't give up on this. Raj, you're fucking wrong. I hate to break it to you. You're he, you're saying this he, is incorrect information you're getting with these numbers. That's the bottom line. He, he was started contest over Stardust wrestling for two years. When did he start there? When did he start on TV? He started on TV. Let's see here, uh, 2010. Yeah, or 2008. So six years tagging with Bob. 2007. Holly and stuff so, like sorry, that. 2007. He was with Bob Holly then Legacy. He made his best money with Legacy, probably, and, and yeah. then when he when, when he rent when he did his Intercontinental run, yeah. Um, so that was all early on, as far as far as extra pay goes. Mm. But we're talking here, we're talking salary, we're talking downside guarantee, because you can't take pay per views into account anymore. It's not the same as it was, right? What kind of merch? Like, like I'll give you an example. So I, I got, dude, I got a twenty six thousand dollars check for Survivor Series. Twenty six thousand for what I did. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Yeah, see, that's how good the money was. Those guys are not getting that. I'm not Hell saying no, they are, but I'm saying Cody they, was not making as much as Stardust <laughs> there at the end that, than he was uh, when he was gimmick wise. Yes, you are correct. But again, the point of the story is he's an average paid talent is what I would say. Pick somebody else. My point is nobody would go to New Japan or Indies or Daniel Bryan would not. None of these people would be thinking of going elsewhere if the money was that good. Yeah. It's not that good. Everybody knows this. I don't know why you're arguing it. 
Just because uh, this is fascinating and better than this night's raw. Matt, what was uh, your merch? What was your merch <laughs> like when you were on the? Um, what? what was your merch royalty like? What'd you get? Like maybe one percent? I didn't have any merch. Did, didn't they do a shirt? Or no, TNA they did. No. They never did a match. Oh, shirt. T- t- yeah, for a Matt shirt. That'd be great. Hey, it's Matt. Um, <laughs> it's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a Matt fan. Uh, t- TNA, yeah, TNA, TNA wasn't bad actually. Yeah. No, no exaggeration. Um. Oh eight, oh nine ish. We we got a cut of our merch then. Yeah. And um, it wasn't something to write home about. Definitely not on the level of WWE's. Not even close. But you know, something extra nonetheless yeah. that you weren't expecting to get. I know what's cool about WWE though. Mm-hmm. I still get royalties from, uh, like Stone Cold Steve Austin's DVD that I was on for three seconds. Yeah. Or, you know, little things like that that I still get a paycheck for. My figure being sold somewhere in the middle of Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you still get a cut of that. They're they're very good about that. Yeah, you know, I could count on almost a almost about I don't know five thousand, six thousand every year I get from them. Just wow, doing nothing. All right, so real quick, that, let's that, get that's let's, that's a headline. That right there is phenomenal. Five six thousand. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, with with because I had an action figure, so that's majority of where it's yeah. from because people collect you have figures. To figure when, with Cody making more money now, part of that's got to be. I think I read somewhere online that it's something pathetic, like one percent on T-shirts, if that. Where it works out to like a quarter shirt. Cody's got to be clearing twenty percent easily on his merchandise now that he's independent. Yeah, and look at the like look look at the young bucks as well. Yeah, like like I mean, there's just so many. I'm just telling you, there would be no there would be no thinking twice yeah. about this. The WWE does not pay the guys what they are. They take guys that, no offense to them, are desperate to be on TV and will work for next to nothing to say I'm a WWE superstar. Yeah, so and then and then go and then go make their money afterwards if their run doesn't go well, and if it goes well, hopefully work up the card and then make the money. That's the that's the wrestler's goal. But I'm telling you right now, in the very beginning, they get next to nothing. It, it, it's a seriously, I'm not exaggerating this. I, I'm I'm talking about it because they need to be paid more. Yeah. So we've established Bailey is making somewhere between seventy five thousand and two hundred thousand sitting out <laughs> SummerSlam. Two hundred. I will. <laughs> I, I, I've got to. I've got to figure a way to message her without getting her in trouble to see what the hell they get paid. Here, I'll, I'll get a couple. I'll get a couple WWE. That's X- ridiculous. All right, okay. but real quick, Sasha, real quick, we got to get. We got to get to how bad. <laughs> how bad creative has messed with Bailey that now she just got booed out of the building tonight. <laughs> I mean, who would have saw that coming? You know, when she debuted on the main roster last year. Not me, man. I was putting her over like John Cena, like babyface over. Well, well, original babyface John Cena. Um, not now, John Cena. You know, I don't. I don't. Actually, I do get it. They ruined her. They literally ruined an act that I thought was unruinable. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's sad, and she. You could tell she didn't really know how to handle it. I mean, she stumbled when you know the fans were booing her, like trying to handle it, and it got worse. Yeah. Didn't even have the good yeah. comeback by saying like, boo, I know I'm upset. I'm not going to be there either. But you know, but no, I mean, she was rattled. Um, yeah, she was rattled. The, the promo sucked to begin point. with. It, I mean, this promo, and, and I don't think it's not a work. Bailey is injured, but the promo was so unconvincing that it made it seem like it was, you know, storyline and not real. It did. You're right. Cause I did second guess that actually. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. It could have been an in-betweener. I mean, creative could have been like, you know what? Let's have her take some time off. This is this is the best case scenario. They got to hit the reset button, and tonight we got Sasha Banks versus Lisa Fox versus Emma in the first of two triple threats. 
The winners will, of course, face each other next week on Monday Night Raw to determine who faces Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, so Sasha won against Alicia Fox and Emma. What do you think, Matt? For all of Emma's uh, griping about not being on the air, was this a decent <laughs> showcase for her, or were they just uh, burying her tonight? Oh, she wasn't buried. Um, no, not buried. She wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't buried. But they say any TV time you get is good TV time. Sometimes they, I, I don't always agree with that. Yeah. But uh, I think she came out and looked like a star to a degree. You know, I think her look is. She looks like a star, and she's actually a good worker. Absolutely. Um, it was good to see her on TV. Yeah. I mean, I'll say that's, that's really all there is to say. Alicia Fox, I thought, was great also. I mean, it's unfortunate that it just seemed so obvious Sasha was going to win tonight. I thought uh, all three women looked really good. It makes me wish they would do more in the division. They teased it to where you almost thought Emma was going to win a couple times. And there was that that close pin she had yeah. on Alicia Fox where I was like, did they just botch that finish? Yeah. Like, was she just supposed to get the pin on Alicia? But I thought, I thought this was a, a big positive for Emma. She had the crowd on her side. Her and Sasha both did, but... Um, you know, the crowd was into her and she looked good. So I think this is one of yeah. those, what Matt, what you were saying as far as taking advantage of that time. I think she did that here. Yeah. Maximizing your minutes. Yep. Jim Ross always would say. No, I'm bummed. They don't uh, have a storyline for her right now. I think uh, her and Alicia both looked really, really good tonight. Um, coming out of that backstage, yep. hyping up Braun Strowman later in the night for the last man standing match. Mm-hmm. And uh, then went to big cast, big show and Enzo Homore um turned into enzo and big show versus gallows and anderson sorry guys so i'm sorry big cas needs to go on a diet big cas looks sloppier than crap right now and right now he's getting a great opportunity to be in the ring with you know big show it doesn't look as obvious because big show is humongous like they always say, oh, you can't appreciate the size of Big Show until you meet him in person or come to a show. They're right. You can't really appreciate how big that giant that guy is, even with his weight loss. But Big Cassis looks so freaking sloppy looking, man. He just looks like he's wearing a big-ass diaper. Yeah, if he didn't... And, and I'm just... God. I was going to say, if he didn't have that tan and the baby oil, it would look way worse. Seriously, Arn Anderson used to say tan fat looks better than pale fat <laughs> when when like when we would try out and stuff and guys would be pale in the ring, you know, pale looking. Um, but it's just like, this is your opportunity, man. You need to look the best you possibly can. Maybe he is. Maybe this is the best he can look. But I could have sworn he looked a little bit better than this at NXT. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I, I just, again, I, I don't think they should have given away Big Show knocking him out, though. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, they got to push Big Cass. His downside is six hundred fifty thousand a year. So. <laughs> Say you swear to God, that's what it says. I'm just I'm messing with you. <laughs> um, Raj, what do you make of this latest stuff for Meltzer about what's going on with Enzo? That's even getting a little worse with his heat backstage. Uh, I mean, it's clear he's got. It's not a, what's that? It doesn't affect his promos. I'll tell you oh, that much. Definitely not. But I think it's affecting shaking it. his confidence. I'll give him that. That would rattle my confidence. It ain't I feel like his. I feel like his pops are getting smaller each week, though. Like he's they are. Know, they it's are. it's. I mean, it's it's working. What they're doing is if they're looking to to you know marginalize him, yeah, um, and kind of get the fans to maybe not turn on him, but to look at him a certain way. I mean, 
they've done this so many times where people are like, oh, they're not burying him. He's on TV every week. It's like, no, it's right. It's marginalizing uh, someone that's over. They did that to Matt Hardy last time he was with WWE, where they would just have him just look like a loser and lose and and just get punked at every, you know, at every turn. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, they're doing that to Enzo. Um, you know, it, it, his, his, work, his work looked like it got better tonight, actually. What it's worth, I thought he, he, he wrestled a little bit better tonight. Yeah, and slightly. He's going to be in a cage, dangling above the ring at SummerSlam. What sense did that make? Big Cass is saying he doesn't want it around the building. He's like, well, what about a cage above the ring? So, okay, I mean, it should be like he should be barred from the building. Anyway, I feel like there's a lot of competition yeah. for pre-show level matches at this year's SummerSlam. So much of what's been announced sounds like, oh, that's going to be on the pre-show. They have a lot of matches this year. Yeah. And now with the Revival injured, because it looked like they were doing the Revival and the Hardys. They still haven't announced Cena versus Corbin, but it's clear they're going with that. That's like 13 matches right there. So, especially if they keep the Hardys on doing something else. What, was the Revival's hurt? Yeah. Um, Again? Yeah, now Dawson, uh, Dawson tore his oh, biceps. going to need surgery. Come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible! Yeah, agreed. Um, Dude, sometimes that's enough. Sometimes that's enough. Where, where, where? I hate to say this, but they say, "All right, who, who we got next?" You know, and they put somebody else in that slot, and the guys never get it back. Sometimes, dude, they did that with Z- Ziggler, but, Daniel Bryan. All those guys were getting big pushes, and then they got hurt, and you know, it, it got taken away. I mean, Daniel Bryan, he he was taken out of the world title picture, if essentially, and he's, when he came back, he was, you know wrestling for the intercontinental title yeah yeah well maybe gallows and anderson will get uh, at least an opportunity here that'd be cool yeah i mean we've seen it but whatever yeah be something um so in a moment we're going to talk about finn balor and bray wyatt and uh cesaro versus dean ambrose and of course that last man standing match first want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode mac weldon which i'd say it's better than whatever you're wearing right now but uh both raj and i are wearing mac weldon why oh i'm not wearing it why am i not wearing mac weldon (laughs) because you're too big man they don't make your size (laughs) oh that's right because i'm the star of the show who doesn't get any free hookups that's right Yep, and said you got uh, the Husky Boy Modeling School here, uh, showing off the Mac Weldon hoodie. Um, I got to let me see what, it. Put it on. No, it's fine right. right now. Show it to it. us. This is Mac Weldon. There's a hood yeah, on there. A hood. That looks so, cool. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a grown-up hoodie than what I usually wear. My wife says this is like respectable loungewear that I can wear out of the house. Yeah. You know, she's not embarrassed to be seen with me. Because yeah. uh, Mac Weldon, it'll class up your game, folks. They believe in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. So easy to shop on the site. You go through, select your size, select your style, check out all the different colors and options. They've got the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you'll ever wear. And they have a line of the silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of Mac Weldon underwear, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. And not only do Mac does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, but they perform good as well. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, or just everyday life. And we've got a deal for you. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code INC. That's MacWeldon.com and you get 20% off using the promo code INC. Raj, what are you wearing there? 
I got my the Mac Weldon polo and uh, I, I wear it to the I'll wear it to the lounge. I'll take it to the bar when I go out uh, with with the wife. And so it's it's nice enough that, you know, I could take it out, but then it's comfortable enough that I could wear it around the house. And so what I've, the hell's I've, a lounge? A lounge, you know, a bar, a nice bar. Oh. <laughs> they don't got those in South Florida. <laughs> I don't go out. See, I don't get you out. You still upset about the big cast downside joke? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, the fuck did that come from? <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I've already ordered from there three times, so it, it's awesome. I love it. Their shorts, I, I just wear it around the house, and I take it out. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, it's it's comfortable clothing, guys, but it looks better than any comfy clothes that you've got. Um, it's fantastic. Fashionable enough to wear outside the house, comfortable enough to lounge around in. MacWeldon.com, 20% off using the promo code INC. Uh, back to the show tonight. So Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt doing a little bit of a promo and a face-off there. Thought it was interesting, Matt. What did you think about Balor even sort of acknowledging with Bray? It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He just wants to hurt people and inflict fear. I don't know if that gives him the out to lose the match, which I don't like. Um, but maybe that is the point of it. I don't know. Maybe there really are. We did pick up on his aggressiveness changing when he came back from his injury. And now they've turned it into something, which is pretty cool, which is smart to do. Because there has been a noticeable difference in his work yeah. since he's come back. There's no question. So maybe they're making a story out of it. I, I don't know. I just was hoping to see the demon again. Damn it. I think we'll see it at SummerSlam. Oh, definitely. I mean, and then the musical lights going off crap got kind of corny. Yeah. yeah. Loved him sitting up on the rope so in the corner, though. I love that. That no was it. Just yeah. that. Yeah. That was a Just moment. That. that was a great moment. Um, after that, Cesaro versus Dean Ambrose, sort of the bookend to the Rollins versus Sheamus match. Um, what would you think of this, Matt? Good match. Guys work hard. We're always work hard. Um, I just, I, I don't know. There's always a disconnect with me and Dean Ambrose, you know? So I was, I was paying more closer attention to this one because I'm waiting for him to turn heel, you know, mm. in anticipation of it. And they did a good job flip-flopping with Rollins being the one kind of not wanting to go forward, you know? Yeah. I, thought, I, I, that, I mean, that got the crowd going, but uh, I thought it was kind of dumb. Uh, it was kind of dumb, too, that Rollins all this time is the one whining and moaning, and then he gets a shot now to – doesn't want it. Yeah, now he yeah. doesn't want it. But um, but the the match was great. But again, we're you know you got Rollins and Ambrose stuck in the tag team formula where they're just trading you know trading matches with Cesaro and Sheamus. And you know well, I'm sure next week it'll be Cesaro and Seth Rollins, and then Ambrose and right. yes, it will. So guaranteed, yeah. guaranteed. That's exactly what's going to happen. Let me ask you guys this: If those two, what I do like about it though is it does re not revitalize. That's too big of a word, but it does change it up a little bit. It changes up their deck of cards for the tag division by having two single stars that were a tag team and can be a believable tag team together, you know, mixing it up with the tag champs. You know, it, it gives us a different look versus the same goddamn tag teams that we kept watching week after week and being annoyed with. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, no, I agree. It it definitely adds a lot. By just adding that one team, it adds a lot to that tag team division. Um, especially well, and you got the revival out, so it's almost like you you need another yeah. you need another heel tag team in there. But 
Um, yeah, I think they're 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 doing that with what Glenn said earlier. Maybe um, what do you call it? Gallows and Anderson? You know, are going to yeah. get moved up a little bit, which is yeah. cool because they're trying to get their act over. And, and actually, that nerd thing got over tonight. What was that about? <laughs> I think if you, town, man. if you say something long enough, it, it'll probably get over. It is true. <laughs> yeah. There's something about that with comedy and with wrestling. I think as fans, we're conditioned to just I mean, sort of strap ourselves in for the ride. Like it's lame at first, and then by the eighth time, we think it's actually funny. Yeah. He is. I'm telling you right now, I know you guys have heard this before, but Luke Gallows is hands down the funniest guy in any locker room on the planet that he steps in. Always, mm-hmm. always, always, always. Yeah. And to see him freaking rehashing. You know, Ogre from Revenge of the Nerd line is like from 1985. <laughs> like, what the freak? Like, why? Why? It's not funny. It's not I funny at all. When the revival come back, they go to SmackDown because I think that their shtick is too similar to uh, Gals and Anderson. I think they benefit by being on separate shows. I think. Mm. I, I honestly, and I wonder if Vince even can tell them apart. You just see, you know, Bald oh, yeah. And assumes it's the same thing. Like, oh yeah, they're good. They're technical wrestlers. He sees their size. Trust me. Oh, you mean the the revival? <laughs> yeah, the revival uh, okay, versus. Meant... Uh, he definitely he definitely sees Festus. Trust me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it would be benefit them to be on different brands. I hope Gals and Anderson get a benefit at least out of uh, Dash and Dawson being out of the out of action for a little. Yeah. Um. So Akira Tozawa versus Arya Davari. If you forgot they had cruiserweights, folks, it, it did happen, um, including teasing uh, Neville in the backstage segment for the Titus brand. Um, so, yeah, what did you think of the match, man? Uh, very good match. Um, I, I, I was always a fan of those little pop-ups, little pop-up video promos, you know, back in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I think I love Davari to death. I just... You could tell he was reading off a script. You know, it was so painfully obvious he was reading off a script, and I didn't believe one word he said. Yeah, there was a there was a Braun Strowman promo earlier in the night that Chris on Twitter on our Twitter account during that coverage he noted that it looked like Braun was just reading off a cue card. I mean, it looked yeah, it's what it exactly it looked like. Um, so it looks like they've gone from two cruiserweight segments down to one. Because I yeah. think the last few weeks they've only been doing one. So, um, what happens? You get rid of Austin Aries. Austin Aries gave yeah. you guys depth and an automatic over talent. Mm-hmm. Idiots. It, it sounded like a lot of that was his doing too, though. Like he he, he didn't well, necessarily move his ass up. Yeah, I, I agree. Or at least moving to NXT, he could have been a, you know a huge addition. I mean, he was there for a while, but. Um, I don't know. I mean, Matt, I'm sure you've seen people that are difficult to deal with backstage uh, that 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 are talented. And I'm not saying Aries was or wasn't, but in your experience, have there been people that are so difficult to deal with that you just cannot push them? Hmm. No, I, ironically, the ones that were being pushed, I found difficult. Yeah. You know, if I'm being honest, like like fight for every little thing. Like, I'll go to shoot you off. No, you got to reverse me. You know, like, like lame shit like that. Um, I don't know. Uh, that, that, that was my, that, those were always my findings. And hey, who knows? People may have thought that about me because I'd have a whole different psychology that sometimes my opponents would freaking not take into account. My psychology is I'm a big man. You're never shooting me off. I hate to break it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'd be uncomfortable at times by saying, I felt like a douche saying, you know what, that's a good idea, but 
remember, I'm seven feet, 300 pounds here. You can't be just shooting me off and nor should I come off my feet this early. Not because I don't want to coming off my feet's easy. I'd rather, I'd much rather be able to bump and feet for a comeback because it makes it easy. Yeah. Versus having, you have to chop me down because it takes forever. You know, it's easier just to get into it. So I'm not doing it because I don't want to do it. I'm doing it because that's the story we need to tell. And I always felt like a douche doing that and saying that. But in reality, that's what you have to do. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it does look silly a lot of times when you got a small guy beating up a big guy. I mean, I I totally think a small guy can be as big a star as a big guy. We see it in other sports. We see Conor McGregor. Um, But... If you book Connor against Brock Lesnar, that would look silly, you know, because Lesnar would eat him up. If he beat, and if you, and if he, let's say Connor somehow was able to beat him, let's just say how it wouldn't be him going toe to toe with Brock Lesnar, throwing punch for punch. You know what I mean? Right. It, it, I don't know how it would happen, but it, Brock gets injured or something. I don't know, but it wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just think wrestling always need to be treated the same. Right. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, so second triple threat match of the night in the women's division, Mickey James versus Dana Brooke versus Nia Jax. Um, Nia Jax winning. How did you think this was as a showcase match versus the first women's match of the night? Uh, uh, sloppy as hell. Nia <laughs> is so sloppy. I'm being dead serious, man. She really could have hurt. Uh, what's her name? Um, blonde chick. What's your name? Dana. Yeah, um, Dana, you know, she could have really hurt her with that. uh, Dana went to go take off and hit the opposite ropes, and uh, she came out to hit her with a kind of like an avalanche clothesline, and she was Mm. way too close to the ropes with it, way too close. And Dana, like, shoot, bumped off of it. And uh, definitely got her bell rung for a second there, but got up and kept going. But um, she's just so sloppy, and I cannot stop seeing her being sloppy, and it takes me out of the moment. I, I mean, don't see her as a big badass. That's how Bailey got hurt. And, you know, she almost uh, killed Charlotte. You know, I, I feel bad because Nia's, uh, you know, everything I've heard has just been so glowing really about nice her. Girl. People love her backstage. But, um, yeah, I don't know either you tone down those kind of moves, uh, those like big power moves where she can yep. really hurt somebody um, and just take it easier or something because there, there, there were spots in this match where I was like, oh, geez, she's going to – break somebody's neck how long was she in nxt before tv because she basically was a year almost well it was about 11 months between her tv debut and her main roster debut but how long was she training in nxt before that i, I can't remember offhand but um not long enough i mean think about how long bailey and sasha were you know in nxt since like 2012 now yeah, so uh it's it just you know vince and when they they like the look, they'll they'll you know NXT. As much as it, they say it's you know trying to get people ready, they're going to call up who they want to call up ultimately. And you see right. you know with Baron Corbin and, and the people that they do call up and the people that they don't, that a certain look and a certain size will get you to the main roster way quicker than if you're ready sure. or not. Yeah. Uh, so now one that she's going to go. Ag- Against Sasha Banks next week on Monday Night Raw to determine who faces uh, Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Uh, promo from Goldust tonight. What do you make of that? I like yeah. I like parts of it. I, I liked when he was he got he got kind of sort of intense in certain elements of that promo. Mm-hmm. You know his facials. I like that. But um, again, it's because I think I'm rooting for him privately. Maybe you know what I'm saying. I'm not just watching as Joe 
Joey Joe Q public watching the show was probably like, "What the hell is this crap?" I think everyone wants one last real run for him on the main roster. The thing with me with Goldust is. I was a huge Goldust fan back in the day. And even now when they, they brought the promos back, I was like, yes, this is awesome. You know, it's, it's great seeing him doing that. But once he comes to the ring, I just stopped caring. Just for some reason, yeah, it's just not, that's true. It's just not there. Well, he's not provocative how he used to be. I mean, look at every clip they show of him. He can't be. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's just that, it's that character has just been there so long that it's hard to get re-excited about it after all this time, I feel like. So I don't know if they could find some way to tweak it to where it's something new and different. Um, Cause you saw the reactions with him and our truth. I mean, even b- before the match started, the fans weren't reacting to it. So yeah, I think he's got to do something, but so what was he teasing tonight? He said SummerSlam's less than two weeks away and he's going to be watching closely. So he's not teasing a match at SummerSlam. He's teasing maybe to debut something Which, after oh- SummerSlam. It opens him up for a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed to tease a, a valet or, I don't know, if another tag team or, or what. But, well, hey, um, if Summer Rae's making that grand a year, maybe they pair her up with Gold Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Match made in heaven, man. Uh, actually, that would be pretty awesome, Summer Rae and Gold Dust. I would watch that. Right. Um, so after that, man, main event tonight, last man standing match, Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. So, Matt, did this live up to your expectations, and how do you think it compared to their previous matches? I saw the whole match until Joe choked Roman out. Yeah. Jumped the rail and choked him out. Um, Very good. I mean, as usual, they're always good. I just think they wasted it on free TV. They didn't need to do it. Is that – I mean, I don't – I'm sorry. No, go ahead. ahead. I just don't think they need to waste it on free TV is what I was going to say again. Yeah. I, I know people will never vote for Roman, but uh, I think this might be the WWE feud of the year so far. So wow. Reigns and really? Strowman. I mean, what's been better? Has there even been any other feud? <laughs> well, that you can call a feud? That's one of the, that's one of the problems. Uh, hey, what about, hey what about New... <laughs> no, New, no, New Day versus... Uh, who was it? Uh, so, Seamus and oh, Seamus and, no, Seamus and Cesaro, and it never ended. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Hardys and it, every tag team feud <laughs> that never that never ends. Everyone with Seamus and Cesaro feels like it never ends for some reason. Yeah, so I, I mean, That's I think every point. match they've had has been just fantastic. This match was great. So yeah, at the yeah. end, Matt, you missed it, but so this, so this was so stupid. So it's a last man standing match, and Strowman's about to be counted out. You know, he's like, hey, and then Samoa Joe comes and attacks Roman and they stop the count. Why would the, why would the count stop? He's still standing, you know. They would DQ him. Was there no DQ? Yes, no DQ. But still, there's no reason to stop the count when Roman's not even on the ground. If there was a D, if there wasn't a no DQ, then the the right call would have been to to, to DQ him, even though we don't know why Joe attacked him. But wrestling referee world wise, he doesn't know that. He knows that his opponent was being attacked, so he should be DQ'd. That's usually how it goes, right? But it's that was lame. Yeah, but even with that, Roman was still standing while he was choking him. He was standing him for what would have been, you know, the final two, three counts that would have gotten uh, Braun Strowman counted out. So it was stupid. Oh, yeah. They, Joe didn't take him down to the ground until you know a, a little bit. Gotcha. So anyway, that was. Uh, it's kind of a dumb ending, but other than that, it was a spectacular match. That chair shot, did you see that with the 
that announcer's chair that he chucked at him. That was insane. <laughs> I've never seen that before. He chucked at him, yeah. Roman, I think, I mean, not Roman, uh, Strowman does the coolest power stuff I think I've ever seen a, a big guy do. He does. I, they're probably having a field day coming up with things for him because he <laughs> is so crazy strong. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So that that was awesome, but I so I know how a lot of people feel about Vince Russo. I mean, he's a polarizing dude, but this is what he tweeted tonight, and I can't help but agree 100%. He said, every week is a repeat of the week before. There's no progression of stories simply because there are no stories. If you miss Raw, you miss nothing. And that's kind of what I felt. We say that every, we say that every week. Right, but I thought he yeah. put it. He he worded it pretty well. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Matt and I aren't eloquent enough for you, Raj. <laughs> yeah, really, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I thought uh, it, it, again a couple good matches, but you you missed nothing if you if you missed tonight's show. Right. Yeah, it was something. Uh, so, what else is going on in the world of wrestling this week, Raj? Uh, that was, uh, Dawson was the big, um, gosh, Enzo's backstage heat. Uh, did, did you, Hey, uh, Matt, did you see the Nakamura John Cena match? Yes, I did. What did you think about that spot at the end where Cena accidentally got dropped on his neck? Holy crap. I felt horrible for Nakamura going, Oh, now he's gonna be fired. Yeah. Um, uh, good God. I, I don't know how John's not injured from that. Apparently not, no. Oof, because John's, a, you know, when you have a big muscle guy like that and landing like that, we don't got that flexibility like these, these smaller guys do that can take that kind of a brunt, especially John, who's already had surgeries. Yeah. You know what I mean? And is older and, and like I said, more muscle bound. Mm. So he's less flexibility in his neck to take something like that. Like, holy, the fact that he got up at all, I was shocked at. I'll be dead honest. Me I too. Saw that. I, I, it was crazy, man. But that... It was a good match. I thought I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought I thought the match was fun. It wasn't the. I think a lot of people. There were a lot of high expectations for it, but it was it was definitely good. Um, yeah, that spot. I you got to wonder if a spot like that just makes Cena wonder about sticking around because he just got you know the lead role in the upcoming Transformer Transformers spinoff movie, uh, Bumblebee. And so that's a huge movie. And to, wow, you know, possibly lose that because of a spot in a match. Um, you know, The Rock, you know, he wanted to keep wrestling. And then he got injured in that match with Cena. Hercules got put off. He couldn't do, uh, he couldn't do PR for, for what was that movie with Mark Wahlberg that he was in where there were the paint and gain. Paint and gain. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you know, the movie execs were pissed, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, you just got to wonder if this is going to, you know, wind Cena's hmm. wrestling career down sooner than sooner than later. That's a good point. I never thought of that. Yeah. And then, uh, Matt, are you, are you familiar with Yoshihiro Takayama? So no. he um, he was paralyzed. Wait. Didn't, wait, did he wrestle for, what do you call it, um, not New Japan, not All Japan, but the other one? He wrestled for All Japan uh, and Pro Wrestling Noah. Oh, okay. Um, Noah. He, I remember him when he was in Noah when I was at New Japan, actually. So, yes, I do. Yeah, he fought in MMA. Um, yeah, he he was just doing a sunset flip and fell on his head performing the move and it's like paralyzed oh. from the neck down. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. So Jesus Christmas. Yeah. So obviously all of us here, you know, really wish him the best uh, during his recovery. But that's scary. It's just so scary that just a, a regular move, you know, that and it always seems like it's like those common moves where you see these serious injuries occurring sometimes. And we don't think that way, by the way. If we did, we'd all be getting hurt every every other week. Right. You know what I mean? You can't. You, you go out there with reckless abandon. You take care of each other. But when it's time to do your offensive moves and things that, you, if you really were to sit here and, and, and diagram out what you were about to go do, you'd sit there and go, "What the hell? I'm taking a huge risk mm-hmm. here." Yeah. Yeah. With with almost everything. Right. That's crazy, man. So real quick, next week, who do you guys think wins Naya and Sasha? Or do they? is it a draw where they pin each other and it becomes a three-way? Three-way? I could see a three-way, but at least Sasha for sure is my opinion. Yeah. Sasha's in the main event, or the women's main event at SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I think it'll be Sasha. Cool, guys. Well, Matt, anything you want to plug before we wrap things up here? Um, nope, just less than two weeks out from my classic and men's physique competition on August 19th at the Florida State Championships. Uh, I'll be here in Orlando, so any fans you want to come out and support me, I greatly would appreciate it. Um, hang out after the show. I'm going to be their VIP guest at the after party nice. um, where you can meet all the other athletes that competed that earlier that evening and morning. It's a long day. They do prejudging in the morning, usually around 9 or 10 a.m., of between bodybuilding, women's figure, women's bikini, men's physique, men's classic physique. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a long day. And then at nighttime, you got to come back to see where you placed or if you did or didn't. And then, you know, go from there. So then after that, there's an after party. That should be pretty good. It's at the Rosen uh, Motel in downtown Orlando. Um, and uh, should be fun. So uh, keep following me, guys, on Instagram. Everyone that's on this show, um, I greatly appreciate your uh, – supporting us on this podcast you guys continue to just blow my mind with how many of you actually you know watch this and, and ask me more stuff about this podcast i swear to you <laughs> than my return to impact it was crazy I, everybody watches this show they yeah. really do and it's really cool to 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 see that it honestly is because i get to be a wrestling fan again just like each and every one of you and uh not be mad the wrestler per se you know and uh it's more fun. But does Matt the wrestler get to call Matt the wrestling fan an effing mark for, you know, <laughs> oh, being so big into the time. business? Oh, my God. I would bitch slap <laughs> the shit out of Matt the mark. <laughs> so here's a real question, Matt. What's your pose down music? It's going to be my entrance music, actually. Nice. I got David Penzer. I got David Penzer to do my uh, intro as well. Uh, uh, piped into it. Very cool. Holy, holy crap. Uh, speaking of which, David Penzer is going to be on the podcast on Wednesday. <laughs> I just did his good dude, man. Good, good, good guy. He's got some great road stories. Ask him some road stories with Arn Anderson. Yeah, for sure. We'll do. Very cool. So, so Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, we'll be I'll podcast. be on. I'm out next week, but uh, we'll be back for the post SummerSlam podcast with you guys. Yeah, I'll be here, right? You'll be here, yeah. uh, and Chris will be taking my place next week. Chris, who? A uh, Calicut. So, uh, who's that jobber? <laughs> who do you ever be? <laughs> And uh, I have some cool stuff coming up this week. So check out Wrestling Inc. I, I can't really uh, divulge it. It's wrestling related, but uh, oh, yeah. It'll cool. Be... How, you guys forgot to remind me. You guys forgot I to remind just, me. I was actually going to remind you, but I thought Humongous you might want to wait. Yeah, I thought news. you wanted to wait too. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be, I'm coming <laughs> out with my own. You guys always ask me how I get in shape. And I always tell you guys, diet, diet, diet. 
yeah. well, I finally came out with my own uh, meal prep company. It is called Your Nutritional Blueprint. And what it will be, it'll be a website you can go to. You can pick from a variety of menus, which already has thing, uh, proteins and your complex carbohydrates measured out in the form of good tasting foods like pizzas and, and, and things that you wouldn't think would be healthy for you, basically. And you think you're cheating when in reality you're eating just as clean as me. Um, and then some of you that are a little bit more competitive and really want to make drastic changes to your physique in life, um, we have a way to customize your uh, diet plan as well and send you literally anything and everything measured the way you want it. Because most prep companies, the way it works is you have to buy what they what they're selling in the form of measurements that they give it to you in. My coach has me taking 120 grams of jasmine rice, for instance, every meal. And it has to be weighed out on the scale. So when I was using um, like nutrition solutions or, or, or icon meals, those are the two big players in meal prep business. I have to buy it from them and they sell it to you in the form of cups, like two cups of rice. One point I'm sitting there doing all this calculating going, this is ridiculous. Screw that. This is too much work. What's the person doing at home that's not competing in a show doing, you know, they're, they're throwing it into the garbage and going, I don't got time for this. Yeah. So I came up with the idea. I bought this company out that I was starting to use with, for my own meals, uh, eating for my diet to get ready for this show. I liked it that much that I bought the guy out and, um, now majority owner of it. And it's awesome. now called your nutritional blueprint. Go to my Twitter, go to my Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. And within the next week, we will be up and running officially. Busiest man in podcast, wrestling podcast business, man. And then I'm about to be 41 in September, man. It's catching up. I'm not going to lie. Hey, you'll be joining me. I'm, well, I'm yeah. going to be 42. <laughs> you're older than me? I didn't think you were older than yeah, me. I got you by a little bit. My birthday is October, so a little less than a year. Oh, wow. That's weird that we're all... How old are you, I'm, I'm 41. I turned 40, 41 in March. I mean, we are old. Yeah. You guys don't look it. You don't either. <laughs> something about well, I know I preservatives and food these days who knows yeah. what it is um cool guys thanks everyone for tuning into the wrestling inc podcast uh, i'm glenn rubenstein and we'll see you back here next time on wrestling inc take care don't ever steal my finger point again <laughs> this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.